Welcome back to another episode of Lies My Mother Told. But she didn't know, though. <laughs> I'm your host, Tasha. That was just my beautiful co-host, Sade, from Fortify the City. Some of you guys might know me from Confessions of a Christian Girl, but together we are Lies My Mother Told podcast. I'm so excited about this week's episode. Thank you to the viewers. We see those numbers going up. We see uh, the listenings happening. And y'all, we are so blessed to be able to know that the conversations that we're having, they, we, they are reaching people. You guys, we are Black Christian millennial women. Sade is a wife. She's a mother. I am totally single in ministry. We have different perspectives, different outlooks. But at the end of the day, that is just how God is. God is so colorful. Um, the word of God says that it's many gifts, but it's one spirit. And I really think that this podcast does a really good job in um, in, in capturing that. So today we're going to start off with the game. Today's all about hot topics. We're just going to talk about stuff that's been going on. Okay. We just, we just going to talk. All right. So just hang in there with us. We're doing something a little bit different. If you've been hanging with us for a while, you guys know that one of the things TikTok made me do it is Christian culture. And so this is like an icebreaker game conversation. Um, and we also have purchased some whiteboards from Amazon. And I'm going to ask Shade a few questions. She's going to ask me a few questions and we're going to write down our answer and we're going to discuss it. Y'all, if you haven't gotten this game, go ahead and get this. I'm a, I suck at small talk. So this is really good if you're like hanging out or you want to get to know people or blah, 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 blah. All right. First question. This is a good one. Question number one. Should Christian leadership and pastoral roles be restricted to men? Shade, you have a few seconds to write your answer on the board and tell us what you wrote. Do I really need to write this down? You don't have to. You can tell, you can tell, you can tell the answer. Because it should be written all over my face. Um, <laughs> no, I do not believe that. I do not believe that. Uh, absolutely not. I think that women, too, are gifted and called to, you know, the different ministries, the different, um, the fivefold ministry even. So, no, absolutely not. I know plenty of women pastors and women apostles and prophetess and those people who are just as impactful, just as powerful, and they just happen to be women. So I don't believe so. That's my response, and I'm sticking to it. All right. This is my response. No, 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 no. Okay. The reason why I feel this way, and I'm actually going to probably say something that might surprise a few people. I do think that it's important, especially right now, that we see um, the presence of men in ministry. The reason why I say that is if you really look, especially, I'm just gonna go ahead and bring it down smaller. If you look at black churches, the majority of the women in the congregation, if you look, is women. The ratio to women to men um, is huge. We, I, I can't ignore that. However, I think it's really important. These are facts. I think it's extremely important nowadays that we also see men. I think it's important to see men leading. I think it's important to see men leading worship, showing their vulnerability. Um, and so I think uh, the the importance of male leadership, I'm not going to ignore that. I do think women, we can be very emotional, however calm, because that is the argument. They're like, women too emotional and they can be petty and blah, 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 blah. But I'm going to say this, women are extremely uh, into their intuition. We have a natural built-in Holy Ghost, I feel like. Now, what you decide to do with that is your business. But I feel like women can hear from God a little bit quicker. But what I do like about men are men are visionaries. They they ca they can cast the vision. Women, we're really good at getting it done. So I think at the end of the day, a partnership is, is, um, is important. We're going to go to the next question. 
Name one factor you consider before deciding on a permanent church. Hey, what if I have more than one factor? That's okay. Let's go. Okay, because I just thought of another. Okay. While you're writing, while Shadi's finished writing, I'm going to go ahead and give mine. Mine is actually very, very easy. Y'all, I know my handwriting special. I'm going to ignore y'all. Um, what it says simply is the presence of the fivefold. And for me, um, uh, worship. But I'm going to go. I have more than one answer, but I'm going to really focus on that one. I think that when it comes to the fivefold, because of the journey that I've been on, understanding myself, understanding my giftings, understanding uh, what I've been called to do, I realized that what is important to me, and, and I've done this a couple of times now, just moving around and doing different things in the last couple of years, uh, when I've been looking for a church is I want to see the fivefold. I need to see the word and the spirit of God being married together. I need to see an outpouring of the spirit of God. Um, for me, the worship, I said worship, but then not really because the word of God says that he inhabits the praises of his people, right? So that's a quick translation where God lives in praise. He lives in worship. Whenever worship is happening, God's going to show up because that's his promise. I tell people that worship, you're talking about God's personality. And so when you're talking about it, he's bound to show up. But sometimes there's a lot of people who are amazing worship artists and worship leaders, and they, 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 they are trash living their life. The gifts are God without repentance. So worship can be really tricky because I think people get caught up when they're like, oh my God, the worship was so good. And it sounded so amazing that we stop right there. However, I think the expression of worship is really important. I probably would not do well in a place that is like maybe like, you, I don't want to throw a denomination name out there, but like maybe more Presbyterian, more traditional, more Orthodox, where there's no instruments, ain't no clapping happening, ain't. I would be like, mm, I don't know. But for some people, they might really feel the presence of God in that silence. So I feel like it kind of depends. For me, any any church that I found, I've asked God, show me my tribe. You know what I mean? I understand I'm a little peculiar. I love the move of God. I need speaking in tongues. I need prophetic worship. I need a whole bunch of different things. But what I really am looking for is the presence of the fivefold. Because if you feel like you are prophetic in nature or prophet or whatever, you're going to struggle in a ministry that may not really believe in that. So, and that's a whole nother conversation. But in a nutshell, that's my answer. What about you, Sade? What you, what you, what you looking for? So I want I want to say that I agree with everything you just said. Um, I'm so grateful to be in a church where all of those things are prominent. Thank God, praise God, hallelujah. So I, but I, like I said, I agree with what you just said, although those are not my responses on this whiteboard right here. So my responses go a little something like Diaz. So community and rebuke. And when I say community- this, rebuke. What, oh, okay. So I'll go into rebuke first. I feel like it's so common these days for these social media influencer type pastors who are preaching, you know, the whole prosperity ministry, the prosperity teachings, I feel like there is a lack as far as rebuke. And when I mean by rebuke, I mean, carnality is on a rise. Unbelief is on a rise. Christians, quote unquote, doing things how they want to do things are on a rise. 
And I feel like there is going to be a great miss in the end times and the real like judgment day. When judgment day comes, there's going to be people who really feel like they belong in heaven and they may not end up there because they probably just didn't know really and truly. And it's like, well, who's to blame for that? Do we blame the person or do we blame, you know, the shepherd? Do we blame the leader of the church? Do we blame these pastors who go onto these platforms and preach, but they're not actually rebuking folks for wrongdoing. They're not rebuking folks for, you know, sinful behavior. They're not basically letting people know like, hey, really and truly, this is not what you should be doing if you call yourself a Christian. The Bible does a lot of it. And I know that maybe, maybe, maybe the perspective is you should be reading your Bible. You should know these things. But there are a lot of people who don't read their Bible and they don't know these things. So, so, so friend, I think more than rebuke, I think the word you're, you're really saying is accountability because everything you're saying is accountability. Accountability, friend. Thank you for finding the word for me. I was missing that word. So yeah, accountability. I think that's a thing that is gravely missed in a lot of churches these days. People just want to hear about the blessing. They just want to hear about the money and how you get it. And really and truly, if you really think about it, if you take accountability, you are likelier to get to the blessing much quicker. But hey, that's a topic for another day. So yeah. yeah, no, we actually, I think we actually should talk about that soon because I think what happens is people are turned off from accountability because a lot of times we have leaders that are, um, that are lording, not leading. And so what happens is they're saying it's accountability, but sometimes it really is showing up as control. So mm. I think we really do need to have a conversation. We can break down. This is what accountability looks like, but then this is what control looks like. So that people way people can make wiser decisions. Right. Last question very quickly. Should the church have political views? I'm not even gonna write it down it's taking me much longer to write it down so I'm just gonna say it all right I don't necessarily believe this should be discussed on Sunday <laughs> like oh you should be voting for this person you should be voting for that person I don't think that should be the topic of discussion in the actual edifice of the church while I do believe that Christians should vote I think Christians should pay attention to politics. I think that politics is very important. I mean, it was important in Jesus's day. Why wouldn't it be important in our day? I feel like there's so many people who are straying far from the conversation of politics because it's a very, very touchy subject. Listen, my family's from Jamaica. Anytime voting season is in, people die. And I mean, I know maybe things like that don't really happen in that extreme in the U.S., but I do think that politics should be something that Christians keep in their radar. They should definitely vote. They should definitely do their due diligence when it comes to looking into these people that you decide to vote into office. Don't just be a Democrat because you're Black. That is the dumbest thing I ever heard. I'm not calling you dumb, but I'm saying that mindset is pretty dumb. All right. This is my answer. Why not? We ain't scared. And I don't know what it is about politics, but there's something about politics that makes emotions rise high. There, People become very passionate. Um, and the truth, and, and I'm glad you you brought this up. Jesus, they they try to catch him in a lot of different things, but Jesus at times had to address things about government. I don't know what it is about politics where the church, they pick and choose when they want the church to have something to say. When a politician is going around and trying to get elected, they're going to churches 
and talking to people and telling their points of view and holding town meetings because they're trying to get an office. So it lets you know that the church is extremely influential, especially in the African-American community. We can trace it back to, let's just, we're not even going to go back that far. We're going to go back to the 1960s. A lot of these movements, a lot of these, th th this was the original Black Lives Matter started in the house of God. Most of Martin Luther King's speeches and how he got his notoriety was in churches. He was a politician, but he was also a reverend. And let's go even further back. Daniel was a man who he obviously had a relationship with the Lord, but he had a he he was part, he had a political job. He was part of government. So should the church have political views? Yes. But I want to say this: God is neither Democrat or Republican. And that's the problem. Sometimes we want life to be black and white and it's not. Again, that's that that was a good question. Y'all, I did not choose these on purpose. I just literally randomly pulled up from the deck. But I feel like we need to go into depth about this because obviously my answer is way more simple than, you know, we really have time for. But that's my answer in a nutshell. So as Tasha told you guys earlier, we will be discussing some hot trending wait wait hold on hold on let me take that back these are non-trending topics topics that we should be talking about but we're not talking about because we are being distracted by mainstream media and this is not a thing that we're just learning now we've always known that the mainstream media they tend to be pretty selective in the the news stories that they decide to share and you have to wonder why why are we being selective about the news? The news is something that is supposed to keep us informed and updated so that we can prepare, right? You know, preparation is key when it comes to this life that we're living, especially in the days that we're living. Things are happening. And if you are not prepared, you will be left behind. And that's just the, that's just the truth of it all, right? Like we've seen the movies, as we know, or learning, these movies ain't a lie. These movies are trying to tell us something. We have been warned, are we listening, is the question. So, like we were saying, this is a new segment of Lies My Mother Told that we want to share, where we discuss some of these things that are not being discussed, whether it's meant to keep us in the dark, whether the news that's meant to manipulate us sometimes, the news that's meant to distract us sometimes. We are here to discuss the truth of the matter, and I hope you guys are here to listen. Join us. The segment is called That's a Lie. Some of these things may not be lies, but that's what the segment of this show is called. So I wanted to first just kind of remind us, it's been a couple of weeks since this news story, but I'm bringing it up because it's just an example of what the, the news uses to distract us, right? That whole thing about that submarine, how it was missing and X amount of hours before the five members who were in the submarine were about to lose oxygen and die. Apparently. Guess what, folks? That's a lie. Those people were gone way before the discussion even was brought to light. The submarine, as we learned, imploded from jump. The days that we were discussing it, the days that we were praying for these people that they would that they would be found safe and alive. I don't want to say we wasted our time in doing that, but Technically, we wasted our time. And in the meantime of wasting our time, we were being distracted. Something was being hidden from us because so many things were happening in the news, maybe not on mainstream news, but in the news as far as just happening in the world that we should have been informed about. Do you guys know that lab-grown meat has been approved in the U.S. of A? Lab-grown meat 
If there isn't a better time to become a vegan or a vegetarian, I don't know when. I believe it. And I'm going to tell you why. I've been telling you that, okay, y'all, I love the apple pecan salad from Wendy's. Okay. I'm very passionate about this topic because I'm very irritated. And I do a pretty good job of like not doing like McDonald's or Burger King or those type of places real excessively. I just found out the other day that uh, Chick-fil-A, because I felt like it was chicken that Jesus made himself. That's why it's so good. But apparently they're up to shenanigans as well. And I was very disappointed. I don't want to go there. I'm still hurt by it. But I have I get the apple pecan salad maybe a couple of times. Like I'm trying to really, you know, do better with meal prep. I have recently given up and just I get a company to at least help me with half of my meals and I can figure out the rest. But every now and again, in between clients and between work, I just need to grab a salad or something. Like I, I can't think of that many options. I can't, I don't know, but some, before this even came out, I said, this tastes funny. I said, something is wrong. I kept saying it. Y'all, I'm a little bit hard-headed. I gave it five tries. I have my receipts and my bank statement approved. I gave it five tries. And I also tried different locations to see maybe this particular franchise owner, maybe they're, you know, doing, I don't know, freezer chicken from Costco, something. I don't know what's going on, but I can tell you that my body's like, I'm not interested. And so when I heard about this, I was like, well, that I hate to say it, but it makes a little bit more sense. But because there was so much going on in our world with the submarine and all of that, we weren't really paying attention to that. We were, you know, one of the things about that particular situation, and I feel like I've done a pretty good job of not saying anything about it, social media really talking about it much. I, I found myself struggling. And what I'm about to say might irritate some people, but I'm just telling the truth. It was very hard for me to, number one, um, be sympathetic in the situation. And I, and I called myself out about it because I said, regardless of it, I didn't think it was the wisest decision for a group of wealthy people to do this. I don't know, you know, what exactly was the reason behind this. Um, people still lost their lives. Um, there's one wife, she is mourning not just the son, but and her husband. So there are people who are deeply affected by this. And I want to do say I want to say that. But I also am very, very leery because just being a, a student of history, not what I was taught in school, but doing the research on my own and paying attention to life as we know it. I find that anytime that there is an event where the whole world is standing still a lot of the times is a distraction for other things that were going on. There is no correlation between the submarine issue that took place and lab, uh, and lab meat being approved. And the fact that they keep trying to say, but it's real meat. What are you talking about? So I find it very interesting when you look at the timeline that there's an obvious overlap of the two. Right, exactly. And guess what? Let me. I just want to tell the people who th who are being sold and bought to believe that it's real meat. Um, so this meat is made by the cells of animals. What? That's what I'm saying. What? It's not meat. <laughs> it's not real meat. It's made by the cells of animals. It's grown in a factory. It sits right. under a light and right, it's grown. Teddy. Right, Teddy. <laughs> yeah. Please don't mind him. But he, he's here and he's making himself known like he does every week. So, yeah, it's not real meat. Don't be sold by the okie doke. Don't believe what they tell you, whether it's FDA approved or what's that other thing? Was it GMCA or whatever? Whatever. Don't believe it. And then you also have to question too, right? This guy, Bill Gates, y'all know Bill Gates. There is really something. There is something. And it's no coincidence when a man like Bill Gates owns the largest amount of farmland in the U.S. of A. 
why, why, why do you own the largest amount of farmland in the U.S. of A, Bill Gates? There are so many TED Talks with him talking about depopulation and how he can make that happen and how we need to make that happen. So that means he don't like us, folks. Whether that's me, you particularly, who knows? But he doesn't like us or people. More importantly, not that they don't like people, but that they regard their lives as more important and more valuable than other people. That's where the area of concern comes in. And please don't just listen to what we're saying. You all do the research. Don't just go based on what the news is telling you. Don't go based on what your favorite TikToker is saying. You don't even have to go based on what we're saying. You do the research yourself. You will see that he comes from a lineage where there are very, um, for Planned Parenthood. Like that's part of his belief system. That is how he was raised. That is what his family believes. And I think it's very concerning where it's like, you know, it's funny. Life ain't changed that much since Genesis. There's always somebody saying, I am more important than you. And let me wipe you off the face of the earth. Isn't that interesting? Next topic. What are we talking about next, friend? So next topic, I wanted to, this is not new news. I do feel like over the last couple of weeks, it's been highlighted more and more. And I it's because, well, it's very much so very near future for us folks on Earth. The banking revolution that is underway. I'm not sure if you have been under a rock, but things are happening. Like I said, <laughs> things are happening big time. And one thing is for certain, they are trying their best, their best to scare us into submission. And I think COVID was a try and it didn't work out. Folks were still very rebellious. Folks were still disbelieving and they wasn't taking the vaccine. It didn't work. So here they are again. One of the things that you can do to really scare someone into submission is to mess with their money, right? So if you can take people's money away or take their freedom to spend their money how they see fit away from them that's and that's you know you can get someone to comply with the rules and with the new world order so to speak so here we go right everybody heard a couple months ago the owner or the creator of cash app died so there the plan is to remove apps like cash app like um what's that other one what's that other one i don't use it so that's why it's not coming to my mind venmo venmo even zelle apparently they are trying to remove from these banking systems because they're trying to usher in a new world order so to speak a centralized banking system and the centralized banking system is basically a system where our monies will be monitored by the government. They will know how we spend. They like you think they know now. Nah. They don't really know. They have kind of an idea, but not really. Once this thing is full and activated, then they will know. They will know how you spend. If you are spending on things they don't want you to spend, they can penalize you. They can they can they can put you in a situation where you're not able to spend your money. They can basically lock your money away from you until you cooperate. And this is the thing that's happening, folks. So that's when I say if you're distracted, you can't prepare. There's no way of preparing if you're distracted. So when the thing comes, you have to comply. You have to submit. We do have a few options. Like there's this thing called blockchain technology. I didn't know what it was. I had to do my research. So bear with me while I explain to you what blockchain technology is. It's basically, and I'm going to read because... 
this stuff is very <laughs> detailed. It's very intricate and complex. I don't want to mess it up for you folks who are somewhat interested. So blockchain technology, it's a, a new way in which transactions can be done with a mutual consensus of users resulting in a smoother, safer, and faster transaction. It's more secure and it removes the middleman like the government. And it makes things easier to transfer money between friends, family, and those things. So it's the decentralized banking system as opposed to the centralized banking system. For those of us who don't want our monies monitored by the government, we don't want to be told how to spend our money. So like if the plan or the idea is to get people to buy this meat or this non-meat, this lab-grown meat, and we're not complying, they can decide to just click a button and turn your money off until you decide to comply. And who knows? Maybe they decide then that we're never turning your money back on because you didn't comply the first time. We don't know what the rule is. All we know is there is an order that's being pushed. There is a way, there is a mindset. I mean, even when you go back to COVID, right, and how they demonized and criminalized people who decided against the vaccine, the way they created this whole anti-vaxxer persona and folks who just didn't believe in it is crazy. So just imagine what they're going to call the people who decide not to eat lab-grown meat. My whole thing is, if we weren't those people who were always preparing for doomsday and buying up all this stuff and all this equipment and all these canned goods and the lighters and the flashlights and the, the, the propane canisters, like, if I wasn't a person who was into that stuff before, trust and believe I'm into it now. I have no idea what's to come, and I just don't want to be left out. If these things are coming to light, we should definitely be paying attention. It's not some. It's not a conspiracy, folks. These are not conspiracies. That's what they're going to tell you or try to make you believe. Oh, that's a conspiracy. Why do they always create conspiracy theorists out of people like a me? Do I sound like a conspiracy theorist? I, if you sound like a conspiracy theorist, then I'm your conspiracy theorist twin. Like, I don't know what to tell you. I think, you know, somebody said something on YouTube the other day, and I've just been thinking about this statement, and, it, and I've been using it ever since. Um, she said something to the effect of that our parents prepare, prepared us for a world that no longer exists. I think what people don't really understand is um, there's a world beyond the one world that we see that's controlling what we see. And I know that I'm not I'm not big into eschatology. I desire it to be, though. I'm, I'm relatively interested. And the reason why I think you need to be interested is we need to know. It is obvious we're in the end times, but I am always interested in exactly where are we in the time chart? Or at least can I get an idea? Um, because there are certain things where it should no longer surprise us. We should move with caution, but it shouldn't surprise. So a lot of a part of me is like how much of this is still is just. Bible prophecy happening because we know that the pressure is getting worse on earth. Like earth can be real ghetto sometimes. And so sometimes it can be very, I don't know about you, but sometimes it can be very exhausting for me at times. Right. Like I, I don't want to, I'd rather have what I, you know, have what I need and not need it than to be desperate and need something and not have it. So I'm always going to be in more of, an. I want to be an offensive position in life, not defensive. Um, but some of the things, all the things that you talk about is extremely scary. Um, and it's one thing once he say, she said, it. it's another thing where we are seeing it happening. And I don't know if it's because 
It's not your favorite love and hip hop character. It's not a prank that's happening on Instagram. It's not a YouTuber reviewing products where we're not really taking some of these things seriously. And then when you do start talking about some of these things, they call you a conspiracy theorist until it's too late. Then they're like, oh crap, they were right. Um, I'd rather be, I know that I, I, am, I am a, I carry a, the spirit of Noah in a sense. I know Sade carries the spirit of Noah. We are building that ark and people can laugh all they want to because you ain't seen the rain yet. But it's going to be a real sad day when you see that that rain to your ankles and you're like, oh, crap, I should have heeded the warning of the Lord. So I think the more of the story and why we're having these conversations about different topics and things that are happening in this world is because the rain is coming. The rain is coming. Are you building your ark? And we have to ask for strategy from God, because the truth of the matter is, you know, I think we also live in a world where. People don't think that one person isn't powerful. One person's prayers can't do anything. One person's no can't do anything. I'm here to tell you to please do not ignore the ministry of the one. So even if you do feel like a conspiracy shot, a twin, I mean, I'm, I'm joining you. So please don't feel alone in that. I've just come to the conclusion. I don't give a rat's butt crack what any of these people think. And the reason being is. I have examples of the word of God, Old Testament and New Testament. I give you an Old Testament example of Noah. Let me give you a New Testament. Don't be caught out here with no oil in your lamp because the bridegroom is coming. And sometimes we don't know exact the time or day, but we get some clues as to that he's on his way. And it's, sometimes it's just a window. So folks, that's what we wanted to talk to you guys about today. These are stories that are free for you to listen to, free for you to do your own due diligence and research on. I always say that social media can be a blessing and a curse, right? So it's the blessing in the sense where social media is giving you information that you're not even really asking for. And some of it can be vulgar. Some of it can be informative. I think there is something to take from all of it. The vulgarity of it all is maybe something that as Christians, we should not attain to. We should avoid as much as possible. But then there are things on social media that pop up that teach you something, right? Or they inform you on something that's not being discussed in the news like it should be. Or maybe it will spark the question, which a lot of times, more times than not, Everything should spark a question. And if and when it sparks the question, let's go down that rabbit hole. Why don't we? Because a lot of times that rabbit hole is interesting and can be very, if not a little bit edifying. So anyway, that's all we have to say as far as these topics this week. We hope that you are informed. We hope that you have been blessed. We hope that you are doing well in your life, in your days, in your mornings, in your evenings, all of that good stuff. Please remember to like, follow, and subscribe. Come back next week. Tell a friend to tell a friend about us. Lies my mother told. We are here to stay because God told us so. And until he tells us to go, we're going to be here. So come back next week, folks. We really, really appreciate you. God bless you. And I don't know. What else? Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Take care. Hallelujah.